Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. I'm Micah Chopoli. All right. How's everyone doing? I'm a little tired because I'm I'm in the process of uh, packing and getting ready for my big trip tomorrow. Um, and uh, of course, I was hoping nothing major happened today. So I could just talk about fluff. You know, we're always talking about such fluffy things on this show. But of course, nope, 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 not possible, not possible. Well, the big news of the day is that uh, Kevin McCarthy was ousted as Speaker of the House. Um, and everything's in disarray in the Republican Party. Um, you know, we can't do anything right in this country. I mean, this is why other people in other countries look at us and say, boy, these Americans, they really don't have anything together, right? They really don't have their shit together. I mean, their their presidents are 100 years old. They're corrupt. Their sons are crooks. They're crooks. Their parties can't agree on anything. The Democrats are in disarray. Three years of COVID crap. Now the Republicans are in disarray. Um, it's, a, it's a disaster. It's just, it's not... There's nothing good about something like this happening. There's a reason why it's uh, historical hasn't happened before, because usually we had normal people. We used to have some normal people in politics. We used to have the majority normal and a couple of nut jobs. Now we have majority nut jobs and there are a few normal people and they can't stop the train wreck. So this is not good. Whether you like Kevin McCarthy or not, he could have been ousted in two years, right? When there's a new Congress, maybe a new president, then that decision could have been made. But what did he last? Seven months? And remember, that was after that like two-week-long battle back in, in January. So it's a bad situation all around. It really is. And then, you know, you have Republicans. So what was it? It was eight Republicans who teamed up with Democrats to get rid of McCarthy. Now, of course, the Democrats did it because they're smart in this regard. They wanted to show the Republicans as being in disarray. <clears throat> You know, and also their belief that their guy can get in, but it's not that's not going to happen. Uh, Jeffries is not going to be the Speaker of the House, but Democrats just basically said, "Okay, we will help you make your party look bad. We have we have no problem making your party look like it's a disaster." So that's what they did. So it was eight Republicans and all the Democrats, and they got rid of McCarthy, um, and. You know, you could talk about presidential politics. McCarthy was a, a Trump guy, right? Trump has bragged many times about having created Kevin McCarthy and helped him ascend. So you could say it's a Trump guy, but it's kind of mixed because there are a lot of Trump people who wanted him out, right? I think Matt Gates is a, a Trump guy. You know, he certainly acts like Trump. Um, and uh, then you have other people who were like uh, DeSantis supporters, like uh, Massey and, and, and Roy, you know, who are, you know, talking about how, you know, it's not making the party look good. It's making the party look like it's uh, it's a mess. And it doesn't help then when you have morons nominating Trump to be Speaker of the House. See, when when people in a party do that, they just look like total morons to most Americans. Right. Like I said, it's one thing to have a a minority of a cult, but when you have these cultists and they're actually in Congress and they do stupid things like nominating Trump to be speaker, it doesn't make your party look normal. 
and makes your party look like insane, right? So this is the problem now, is that both parties are insane. I believe that on the 8th, next week, next weekend, whatever it is, the 8th, I'm losing track of time because I'm traveling soon, but uh, I believe RFK Jr. is going to run as independent. Everyone believes that his announcement will be that he's going to be running as an independent. That's also going to hurt the Democratic Party. We know that, right? Because recent polls say that a third of Biden's voters would defect to RFK Jr. if he were to run as an independent in the general. And it looks like he's gearing up to do that because the Democrats will not allow a fair primary. So you have these Republicans who can't let go of Trump, who do stupid things like nominate him to be Speaker of the House while he's on trial for 91 crimes, 91, 91 crimes. And, uh, and then you have the Democrats, you know, they're totally out of it. They won't allow a fair primary and they're going to make someone with a lot of power run as independent, which will hurt them in the general election. So all of this is not good. I mean, it, it makes this country look ridiculous. And a person in my position can't be made to look ridiculous from the Godfather. But it's, uh, it's true. We, uh, we look ridiculous. Once again, we are living in a vacuum, but try to take yourself, you know, it's like out of a body experience, have an out of country experience, which I'm about to have. And I'll get a feel of how people feel about this stuff somewhere else. But have that, have an out of country experience and look at this from someone who's living elsewhere. It could be Mexico, it could be Central America, it could be South America, it could be Europe, it could be Asia, it could be Russia, it could be anywhere. What are they seeing? What are they seeing? See, we take sides here. We go, oh, good, the Republicans look bad, or the Democrats look bad, or Trump looks bad, or DeSantis looks bad, or blah, 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 blah. But think about what it looks like to other people. It's just a mess, right? It's a, it's a, it's a shitstorm to them looking at us. And this is disastrous. It's totally, totally disastrous. And the reason why it happened, remember, that Republicans like Gates, remember Gates, Matt Gates, he didn't like... Um, he didn't like McCarthy from, from the beginning, right? From the start, he didn't like McCarthy. Um, so remember, he made it difficult for McCarthy at the beginning. That's why it took so long, because of Gates. Remember, he went up to him, and he was the last vote he got, and it was only if they put in this clause, right? Remember, this was the big clause that they wanted to get in there, that it would be easier than ever to get rid of the speaker. So McCarthy, I mean... Uh, I mean, McCarthy didn't watch, hasn't watched enough mafia movies, but he should have known when that clause was put in there. That's like a whack clause, right? And he was going to get whacked. Maybe he didn't expect to get whacked this soon, but he knew he was going to get whacked. That's why they put that clause in there so they could do this to him eventually, right? And I'm sure many of them, like Gates, planned to do it over a situation like the debt ceiling, right? Where they say, oh, he gave in. He was, he was spineless. He gave in to the Democrats and we got the, you know, uh, ceiling raised and the Republicans don't want to do that because of the Democrats. But, you know, you know, the usual problems, right? Democrats spend too much money, blah, 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 blah eh, fiscal conservatives, even though these people support Trump. And he was hardly a fiscal conservative as we got into seven trillion dollars in debt. So it's all a big shitstorm of hypocrisy. Right. And. So here we are now. And that's what people in the Republican Party are asking. I'm reading story after story. 
And on Twitter, people are wondering, okay, now what? And so this Republican Party is so fucked up that they had no real plan. If you're going to do something as radical as this, if you're going to take out the leader, let's see, let's look at this as taking out the leader of a country in a coup. This is basically a coup. This was a coup, right? Um, They usually have a plan for who the next leader is going to be, right? The leader of the opposition party, right? Who's the leader? Who's going to be? Who was that guy they have in the interim? Did you see how hard he what was that whacking of the gavel thing? I've never seen the gavel. He did it with such anger. He whacked the gavel. It was so bizarre, Um, especially after being used to Nancy Pelosi's little you know, petite taps. This guy just whacked the damn thing like he was doing whack-a-mole at Coney Island. But uh, they're in disarray. They didn't even have a plan for the new speaker. So we hear bat crap crazy stuff like let Donald Trump do it. Yeah, while he's on trial, he'll be speaker of the House. These people are crazy. They are insane. So this is more of the crossroads I talk about for the Republican Party. And now it's more defined than ever. What the Republican Party obviously needs is a healer, is a uniter, right? Right? Someone who can heal the fractures, who can bring all different sides together. Who could that be? No, it's not Donald Trump. Sorry. Sorry, Trumpers. I'm sorry, Maga. It's not. It's Ron DeSantis. He did it in Florida. He brought all these different kinds of voters together to accomplish his goals. And he got elected by a million and a half vote margin. So he's able to do that. Right. He showed I could bring together. I could get the vote of a a right wing farmer and a left wing city person. Okay, so (laughs) if you could do that, you could bring people together. And that's what they need now. They need a healer. The Republican Party needs a healer. We could talk about what the Democrats need, but this is right now about what the Republicans need. What the Democrats need is RFK Jr. He should be the head of their party at this point, but they're not going to allow that. So it's Joe Biden. They're kind of lost, right? Because Joe Biden's their nominee, right? Unless something happens to him, he's, he's their nominee. He's the way they're going. They're going with Joe Biden at 82. They are. So they're lost. But the Republicans are at this crossroads now where they have a choice. They have actual choice, right? They're allowing an actual primary. So there's an actual choice here. And uh, they'll have to make this decision. But I think you, they need a healer right now, right? They need a unifier. And that person is obviously, obviously Ron DeSantis. I mean, <laughs> Trump can't stabilize his own life. There's no way he's going to be able to stabilize the party. And he's not a stabilizer. He's a divider. You love him, you hate him. He's a divider. He's not a unifier. Ron DeSantis is the great unifier, the great stabilizer. And he can do that if the Republican voters let him do that. It's up to the Republican voters. It's not up to McCarthy. It's not up to Gates. It's not up to Massey or Roy or anybody. It's up to the voters. They will decide if their party is going to be unified or further divided, fractured, and lose in a huge way uh, 13 months, almost 13 months from today, that will be their choice. That will be the voter's choice. And once again, I think what happened with this speaker thing is even more indicative of how a party 
is at a crossroads, roads, right? It needs someone's going to come in and say, okay, we need to get the Gates and the McCarthy's and the Roy's and the and the, the Scalise's and all these people together. We need to unite this party to get the kind of legislation passed the way Trump got to the way DeSantis got it passed in Florida, right? That's what we need to do. Unite the party, get legislation passed, get the country fixed the way DeSantis got Florida fixed. That's obvious to me, but I am not brain dead. I'm not psychotic. Well, not really. Uh, I'm not in a cult. So I can see clearly now the rain is gone. There are no obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark. Okay, I'll stop. But this is true. I could see it. I can see clearly what needs to be done. If I were the dictator, I'd say, okay, DeSantis is the nominee. He's going to become president and heal the party. But that's obviously, unfortunately, I'm not the dictator. I can't decide that. I am one voice. I am one vote. And everyone who listens to the show knows the way that's going. But the last thing the Republican Party needs now is more drama, more disarray, more fissures. It doesn't need that. What that will do, since it's a two-cult system, is allow the Democrats to win. And they don't deserve to win. It would be another thing if they deserve to win. But they don't deserve to win. They deserve to lose. But the problem is, if the Republicans go the Trump way, they also deserve to lose. So where does that leave us if both parties come this time next year, deserve to lose? Well, it leaves us with another lesser of two evils situation, right? It leaves us with the, the, the who, who deserves to lose the most or lose, lose the least. Why do we always have to vote that way in this country? Or, yes, it could leave us, I know what you're thinking, with RFK Jr., who's running as an independent, who has agreements with the Republicans and the Democrats and disagreements with the Republicans and the Democrats. It, that It does. That could be the choice, right? Well, let's put it this way, folks. If it's Trump versus Biden, I'm voting for RFK Jr. And I think a lot of the country will. Because a lot of the country feels the way I do, that both parties are fakakta and screwed up and don't deserve to win anymore. Now, the Republicans can change that. The Republicans can change that. I'm a DeSantis guy. If DeSantis, and I believe he will, win the primary, does, I will vote for him between him, Trump, uh, him, Biden, and, and RFK Jr. I will. I've made my mind up. I'm a DeSantis guy all the way with LBJ, all the way with Ron DeSantis, with RDS. But if it's Trump, I'm going to vote for RFK Jr. And I guess that's what you call the backup plan in life, right? That's my backup plan. But if it's two old men and him, I'm going to vote for him gladly. It's not a lesser of the three evils for me. I think he's great. And I think a lot of the country would vote for him. We already know a poll said that a third of Biden support will go to him in a general election if he runs as an independent. And there's a real opening for him if it's Trump versus Biden, right? There's a real opening for RFK Jr. He sees that. He sees that. That he can take a third of Biden support away. And if it's Trump, you know, he'll get votes from that other side too. 
because a lot of Republicans, normal, not cult, normal Republicans like him. Hell, even the Trump cult doesn't hate him. So there's a big upside for RFK Jr. here. There really is. Now, I hope it's DeSantis. I, I don't want another Trump-Biden matchup with the hope and prayer that independent wins for the first time in the history of our country. There's a reason why they never have even won one state, including Ross Perot, who got 19% of the popular vote and was wealthy. So it's it would still be a very uphill battle, RFK Jr., because people are so used to the two-cult system, and you have to vote for one of the two cults, and that's your only choice. So I'm 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 hoping the Republican Party does the right thing. And I think, I know, if it's DeSantis, Biden, and RFK Jr., DeSantis will win going away. It won't even be close because RFK Jr. will take away a lot of Biden's votes. Um, So that's the dynamic we're seeing right now. But for the Republican Party, they're going to have to make a decision here. They're going to have to make a decision. And it's what kind of party do they want to be? Do they want to be stabilized again? Do they want to be a party that gets things done for people? Or do they want to be the party of, of, of drama and anxiety and Michigas and everything along that comes with Trump, which we're seeing a lot of right now, work itself out on the, uh, the floor of the U.S. House? Their choice. Hey, Daniel, how's it going? Hey, hey, where, where are you going again tomorrow? Well, tomorrow I head to Florida for three days in the, the, the state of DeSantis. And then on Saturday, I'm heading to Medellin, Colombia for two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That'll be interesting. It will. And I, I, and I really need to see how another country operates and sees us at this point. I need to get away from this vacuum that I live in. And hopefully it'll give me a better perspective. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I've got I've got a friend from from Columbia who's a scientist at Berkeley, um, and he he's he's told me bits and pieces about his uh, childhood there and stuff. And yeah, it's it's an in- interesting place. Well, a lot of history too. Tons yeah. of going back to the what the Spanish Inquisition before that, okay. the the, yeah. the conquerors, and and of course it's dark period of the uh, drug dealing and the drug. Yeah. A lot of a lot of history. And I'm looking forward to taking it in. Yeah. Wow. Send lots of pictures. I will. I'll do videos. You know, I'll try whoever can speak English yeah. to me. I'll talk to. Read a lot of photos. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm but, to- to- totally with you on the, uh, on the DeSantis for president. And, and if not, um, then RFK Jr. But I have one caveat in that. And that is, uh, I will only be voting for RFK Jr. If he runs as an independent, I am not going to ever in the rest of my life, as far as I can see, I mean, it would take something very dramatic return to my former Democratic Party of 44 years. It's just not going to happen after what they did to my family these last three or four years. Well, I think he sees the only chance he has. As I've said, I've just I've just told you the dynamic. <clears throat> he knows he actually has at least a shot running as independent, where he has no chance running as a Democrat. Plus, if he runs as independent, he can campaign until, until election instead of 
it all stopping like it did with Bernie in April or May, you know? So I think that he sees the opening. He sees the same opening I see, that people are getting really tired of both parties. Yeah, yeah. And we have record number of independent, historical record number of independents right now, 49%. And then 25 and 25 were split between Democrats and Democrats and Republicans. Um, people keep talking about uh, him stealing away from uh, votes from one party to the other. <laughs> yeah, he's going to steal away from himself. He could, he could, he could, he could potentially win. If, if DeSantis isn't in the running, then he could potentially, it's, it's doable. It's doable that he could walk away with it as an independent. Yeah. Because Has that make- ever happened? Has that ever happened in the history of our country that an independent won the no, presidency? No, has never won one state. Like I said, Perot was the best independent ever. and He didn't even get one state. So independents can get a good chunk of the popular vote, but they have trouble getting electoral votes because they have to win states. And they've never been able to win any states. So that's the problem is you have to win states, you know, and uh, makes it more difficult. If it, if it was just popular vote, probably be easier, but you have to win states. So when, that's, when, was, when was Ross Perot running? What, what year was that? 92. What was it? 92. The, the, the Bill, the Clinton Bush uh, race. 1992. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the reason why Bill Clinton was able to win. I mean, Bush may have won re-election if Perot wasn't in, but Perot took more votes away from him. And I think Bill Clinton won that race with like 42% of the popular vote. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I'm Googling right now to see what the uh, um, number of uh, independents were in, in 1992. And uh, I see a... See something from Pew Research. They're very reputable. 1992 to 2016. Um, political demographics. And, uh, if, you, if you hold on a second, I'll see if I can find but As it. you're talking, I'll say the problem yeah. with this is a lot of independents, most all of them, if not most of them, end up voting for a Democrat or Republican in the end. That's the problem. And even... In 92, a lot of independents voted for Clinton or Bush. They didn't vote for Perot. So that's the problem. People call themselves independent because they don't want to be labeled as being in one party. Or the other. But but most vote with one party or the other all the time anyway. So they're like de facto Republicans, de facto Democrats. Remember, Bernie Sanders is an independent in Vermont, but he always votes with Democrats. So it's that's the problem is that if independents – voted for the independent they would always win because we're like 50 percent registered independents right like, yeah I, I found i found the numbers so yeah. in uh, 92 which was the rust pro year as you indicated um uh, independents had 33 percent republicans 33 percent and democrats 31 percent so some of the split a third each yep yeah. yep Yep. So, but now we're at 49 for independence as opposed to 33. Right, but once again, that is because people have don't want to be labeled anymore as a Democrat or Republican, but they still end up reflexively voting for one of them well, in the end. That, that, that dynamic could change. That dynamic I hope so. Because, yeah. of this, because, of, because of that 16%. That's huge. Yeah. That's a huge difference between now and 92. Well, it shows how, how many more people have become tired. Of the two yeah. party system. Well, the, the, both parties have become so ultra polarizing and polarized 
um, and ultra partisan. It's um, and people just don't want any more to do with them. And 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 what's more, both parties seem to be um, unmoored from any previous ideologies that they had that guided them and well, with which voters identified. Right. So, like that, even that number you said, thirty-three, thirty-three, was the independent registration in ninety-two. Yet Ross Perot got fourteen points less than that. So. Once again, a lot of independents even then decided I'm going to vote for Butcher Clinton, not for Ross. Yeah, Perot. yeah, yep. yep but yep, I, yep. I would argue that RFK Jr. is a better candidate than old Ross Perot. Well, I would percent. Yeah, but but the, the point the point was that the, and the reason I wanted to look up these numbers is is it's easy to see why people when they're split one third, one third, one third between independents, Republicans, and Democrats, it's easy for the independents to think. Oh, you know, we're not going to win as independents, so we're going to throw our vote to one side or the other. But now, if they realize that, hey, we can actually win, they're going to be less likely to throw their vote in one direction. But you're going to have to watch. If if that's the dynamic, let's say, and I hope this doesn't happen, but let's say it's Trump, Biden, and, and RFK, what you're going to get, what RFK is going to have to face is the right-wing media going after him because they want Trump to win the left-wing media going after him because they want Biden to win. And a very, very small percentage of people, probably just podcasters like myself, who are giving him good press. Yeah, but they're going to do exactly what they're doing now. They're going to fix the polls. They're going to fix the polls to make it look like he has no shot. Of course. And that same, but that same 49% is sick and tired of the legacy media too. And they see the legacy media in the sense that Trump saw them as the enemy of the people. So, mm. yeah, I, I don't think that uh, the, the, the media throwing their weight behind or, or throwing, um, uh, um, how should I say it, uh, being disparaging of RFK is, is going to hold much weight at all with independence. Well, I, I hope you're right. You know, but once again, I hope it doesn't come down to that because I think it would still be a lot of fun if it's DeSantis, RFK, and Biden. Imagine that debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 talked about this months ago. Yeah, wouldn't that be and they're not wonderful? Gonna, wouldn't yeah. that be wonderful to have the choice between um, between DeSantis and RFK? The first time ever that at least you and I would feel like we have a choice between the two goods rather than the two evils. Right, and I yeah, think wouldn't that be fa- wouldn't that be fabulous? Yeah. I think many people would feel that way. Yeah. They say, you know, they they say why why vote for Joe Biden, right? Yeah, you <laughs> vote for Joe Biden. You vote for yeah. one of the other guys, and I think it will be interesting in the debate because this, I believe RFK Jr. will be polling high enough easily to enter the debates, and will have enough money uh, contributions to enter. The, so they won't be able. They'd love, the, you know, the establishment would love to keep him out of those debates. I don't think they'll be able to. Yeah, that that three way race would be so embarrassing for Joe Biden. <laughs> Oh yeah, it would be already be crushingly embarrassing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they yeah. would have the Democrats would have to almost pull out just to save face in a lineup like that. I would think. Yeah. So it's 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 a, but once again, it's like this this country right now. It's but it's basically right now it's all Republicans. There's no Democratic primary, right? And RFK is going to run as an independent. So there's only a Republican battle, and I think they. They're at that crossroads. They're going to have to make that decision, you know, where, where they so, want to go with their party. So did RFK, he, he, has, he actually hasn't made the announcement yet. No, like, he's, he's doing, but he's doing some kind of a, yeah, he's doing like a, a, a speech from Philadelphia, I believe, and 
in a few days, and they they the, the rumor is it will be this that he must run. But you know, remember he's been alluding to this for about a month now, right? Remember he said before the Democrats gathered and decided on the rules that he was going to see how that went, and of course it didn't go well. They decided they were going to fix it. So I think he's going to say, "Look, I've given it." a good shot here with them. I've tried to reason with them. I, I, I've tried to show them why they need to do the right thing, the fair thing. They just haven't done it. And so this is what I need to do. That's it. That's all. Yeah. Except for the um, Republicans will certainly get it. Independents will get it. Many progressives will get it, even though they, they don't like him because all of a sudden they don't like environmentalists, I guess. But uh, they, they, uh, I think really the only people who, who will be turned off by it is the Hillary Obama cabal, right? That establishment, Hillary Obama, Biden, establishment Democrat cabal, which is really becoming less and less of the party, you know? So I, I, I think he's got a good shot at this. I really do. And look, look, the McCarthy thing was a first. That was history. Oh, People yeah. Probably never thought that would happen. Yeah. So there's always a first time for everything, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you, do you, do you ever follow uh, uh, Dr. John Campbell's uh, um, YouTube um, channel? No. Oh, this is something you should follow. It's, 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 it's what's amazing about Campbell. Campbell, he's, he's, he's a doctor, but he's a doctor. In, his doctor was earned in nursing, but he's, he's a very high level nurse. Um, so he's got, um, Pretty, almost almost as good biological background as most physicians. Um, but it, very interesting in that he was very much a COVIDian for, for the first part of, of the pandemic. And at some point he wised up yeah. and realized what was going on and, and from many, many different perspectives. And his channel took a very interesting change that I had only become aware of over the last three or four months that he went through this change because I was frequently running to his YouTube video uh, um, in comments and with his YouTube when he was making YouTube videos early on, trying to set him straight on some of the basic biology um, with respect to infectious disease, immunology and uh, the ex expected uh, efficacy of these vaccines mm -hmm. and, and mask and, and lockdown, all this stuff. And it was, it's really, inter really interesting to I went back and looked at a few of his like um uh, late 2022 videos and, and just to, to observe the transition in him. But it's he, he is being prolific at this point and daily um, uh, pointing out all of the um, the fallacies, the corruption, uh, um, the capture of, of, of uh, various uh, um, uh, institutions um, by, by not only by uh, by by. Uh, the ph pharmaceutical industry, but by many other industries, it's it's really amazing to watch this transition. And he's got a he's had multiple multiple great videos over the last couple of weeks that you should really just go back and peruse through. Um, and there was an interesting one today that a, a a fellow not an he's not an expert in in the production of vaccines, but he's looked into it pretty well. I can't remember the fellow's name. But um, they're pointing out something that, that I simply wasn't aware of it was about the uh, SARS-CoV-2 vaccines from Pfizer 
and the difference between the uh, vaccine that that was first produced and tested in people and that and, and the vaccine that the public actually got and they were made by two different processes and the second process process rather than using PCR to um, to, to create the RNA uh, that was you know, encapsulated in the lipid nanoparticles, they used plasmids and bacteria to manufacture them. And in doing so, the, the E. coli that, that they used in, in, as the bacteria, in doing so, it introduced endotoxins from the surfaces of these E. coli bacteria, as well as chunks of DNA um, in, into the uh, COVID vaccines. And it may very well be that some of the ill effects of these uh, of the SARS-CoV-2 vaccines, mRNA vaccines, are due to not only spike protein but um, the process, and including the endotoxins that are that are in the uh, vaccines. So it's it's all very interesting, and like I said, it's very interesting to observe this transition from this total COVIDian to someone that just realized that um, he was being duped. Well, what's amazing is that I love that um, Joseph Latipo in Florida is really taking this hardline stance about people under 65 not getting it. And he's now talking about how it might be dangerous for a lot of people to get this new one and how it's irresponsible for the government to allow this to get out there um, with so little testing and constantly put this crap into people's bodies who don't need it. Right. And I love that he's uh, really annoying the left. He's annoying Democrats because he's telling the truth, right? And they're not wavering. Him and DeSantis are not wavering from that, that people under 65 in Florida should not be taking the new booster. It's basically what every other country is doing. Other oh, than yeah, yes. Yeah. Right. But here it's radical, right? Here in this country, it's radical stands to take, of course. But if you look at the numbers, though, what was it, like 15%? of the country nationwide yeah. took the last one, the yeah. one before this. Yeah. So this is probably going to be single digits, right? So oh, yeah. let's put it this way. I have urged Ron DeSantis to end this, and he's already said he's going to end funding of this. So, the, But my guess is that Big Pharma itself will see that there's no money in this anymore, correct? Eventually. Eventually, they will see decreasing returns from their advertising dollars and and the to call this advertising, the way this has been pushed is, is a gross understatement. I mean, they're spending tons of money trying to push this. And um, and they figured that um, that that now the, that the government isn't paying the bill, they're just going to push it off on the individual. Um, but I don't think the individual that's going to be one more disincentive for 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 t uptake. Like you said, we're down at 15 per percent when the government was paying much of the cost. Now that the individual is going to be having to pop for 200 to 400 bucks for uh, the shittiest vaccine in the world. Yeah. Uh, single digits. Yeah. Here we come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of course, here in San Francisco, I heard the number was more like 40 than 15. How yeah. That's, what that's an amazing really, city we really have live. here. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we live. Well, I guess we have to be happy that the majority didn't take it. We have to look at a glass half full. Yeah, yeah. I think this is the first time we're in the majority. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, so. Well, okay, I, that, should, that, that should concern us. <laughs> yeah, right. But eventually, I think it, it's a law of diminishing returns, right? I mean, why would Big Pharma spend the time and energy to put out something that only 
two or three percent of the country. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. At some point, they just fold up shop and and like right. like like those. Uh, uh, COVID testing sites that used to be all over San Francisco. Yeah. At some point, they just fold up and they say it's not worth it. But they're not going to admit they're folding up because people are onto them, and no one. They're going to say they're folding up. You know it's going to happen. They're going to say COVID's done. We've 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 killed it with all of our vaccines. So yeah, yeah, it's, COVID's been eradicated. Yeah. <laughs> Zero COVID the, finally yeah. Yeah. by the people. It's been eradicated by the people, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So that's my. My hope. Yeah. By the way, I was talking to our friend Domestic, who came on the show last night, and we were talking about I was mentioning to him that um, I've done some currency exchange to get Colombian pesos. And they put Gabriel Garcia Marquez on their fifty thousand dollar bill. Right. So they put a a, a poet, a, a, a journalist, a, an author. We put all political figures. So Colombia is a country that puts cultural figures they they believe cultural figures should be on their money, right? We believe politicians should be on our money. So domestic and I were coming up with a plan, like a, a little maybe we're gonna get together a petition. We think you will love this. What we want to do is we want to petition to change one of the bills. I think it should be the fifty, if not the hundred, to put Fauci on there. What do you think? Okay, I just ate. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we figured, and I think you'd agree with, is that most people, especially in our city, would think we're being serious and would probably be all for it. You know, so I think as a social experiment, we should see what people think about that idea. And I'd be shocked if most of the people in our city don't think it's a great idea. In fact, we should make it even better. Put Fauci on the hundred, right? You can put uh, uh, who can put you can put Walensky uh, on on the fifty, right? You can put, you, all the bills should be. I think all the bills, Daniel, should be these COVID heroes, don't you? Because you mean, you mean real believes, COVID heroes? You mean they saved COVID us, baby? Fake, fake yeah. COVID heroes. Yeah, of course. You know, it really should be like Atlas and Bhattacharya and those. Yeah, people. we should have we should have people like Laura Powell and Aaron. Yeah, and yeah. Jay Bhattacharya yeah. and McCary and yeah, and yeah, there's there's a lot. There's a long list of, of people that, that that need to be lionized because of what they that, that should be lionized because of what they what they've done to to help all of us. Um, yeah, come on. There were many many in the left thought Obama should be on Mount Rushmore, right? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, old stony face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. This is what these people believe. It might be satire to us, but well, to them, he he got a Nobel Prize for just not being Bush. So he got some Nobel. He got. Did he get the Peace Prize? Even yeah, though he, he started Peace like for, being, for not being Bush. He started like eight conflicts, though. It was like yeah. eight. <laughs> he, he, he did nothing except for won, won the presidency, and that's what got him the. Oh. oh, speaking of which, thank you. You just remind me by saying he did nothing but got credit for a lot. So my favorite person, you're my favorite person. We both have the same favorite person. The hair gel king of, uh, of California puts out a tweet earlier today saying, history is made. Congratulations to California's new U.S. Senator uh, LaFonza, LaFonza Butler. Um, and, and I just had to write back to this scumbag and say, 
you know, this guy creates quote unquote history through virtue signaling woke identity politics, then pretends as though it was earned through hard work. The only thing historical is how historically bad California is to live in under the rule of the uh, the hair gel king. This guy has the balls. He, he creates like a fake history, right? <laughs> he creates fake his own history. And it is, it's history as though this woman who's not even a resident, she's from Maryland, uh, deserves to take over for Diane Feinstein to be one of 100 U.S. senators with zero <laughs> political experience. She hasn't yeah, even been like a, a city council member before this. Yeah, I wonder if he gets on a chat GPT and in, instructs it to um, create false and phony histories, um, you know, say, create, create me a narrative that uh, despite the fact that I did blah, 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 I still look, you know, like a, a saint in, 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 in California. It, it's something's, yeah, he, he's, we're, we're, we're backing through the looking glass 10 times with, with, with the Democratic Party in, in California over the last the three years. Um, you mentioned Fauci on the 50. I've got some interesting things to, 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 to pass on to you about Fauci. I was talking to a graduate student the other day at Berkeley who was rather strident about, um, the uh, the whole handling of of the last uh, three years in the COVID and ma- making statements like well it was a once once in a lifetime pandemic and things like that you know as though oh gosh we didn't know what to do you know of course we knew what to do just handle like every other pandemic um, and, and and at one point I said something about Fauci and he said who what he said yeah. who this is someone with has a very strident opinion about what has happened over the last uh, three and a half years. And when I mentioned Fauci, he doesn't even know who he was. That's that's pretty, do you find that odd? More than a little odd. <laughs> I mean, he didn't know who Fauci was. I mean, I yeah. wish I didn't know who he was, but we have yeah. to know who, who Fauci yeah. is. Right? How could you not know that and have any opinion at all about what's happened over the last three and a half years? I found that very interesting, to say the least. I, I don't. I don't get it. It seems to me like he was kidding, but you think you're nope. saying you're serious. Nope. I had to repeat myself twice in order for, because he he just didn't recognize the name. Oh, my God. That's kind yeah. of scary. Yeah. It really is. I mean, I, I would like to black him out. I'd like to, like, block him out of my mind and do the that kind of cancellation thing. But unfortunately, he lives in our psyche forever, unfortunately, you know, but because of the damage he did. Yeah. But um, once again, and I'll, I'll reiterate this, we have two opportunities to have some real accountability, and that's DeSantis yeah. and RFK Jr. 100%. That's, Only. That's, I so much wish for that to happen because, you know, if they are participating in debates, they are going to try. They're going to be one upping each other on truth bombs. Well, it almost would be in the idea in the realm of vaccines and the COVID, especially in mandates. If it was DeSantis and uh, RFK Jr. and Biden on that stage, it would be like a, a double team, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It certainly would. You know, it be it would be very. It'd be a very interesting dynamic. And remember, if DeSantis is the nominee, it's going to happen. They're going to yeah. be the base between, between Biden, RFK Jr., and DeSantis. And if Biden decides he doesn't want to bother, I don't care. That'd be yeah, great. I'd Even be better. Even yeah. better. 
Yeah. 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 Because we know RFK and DeSantis love debating. They have no problem with debating. They'll probably debate more than three times. Um, But Biden doesn't want to do it. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and an RFK uh, DeSantis debate, I think that would be a kind of a fact-finding mission. If you threw in Biden in there, it would just be a lot of bloviating, you know, and uh, diversion. It's um, the typical, you know, political type of uh, debate. Well, my feeling is maybe the Democrats would want Biden in there under the hope that people would feel bad for him being double teamed by two people with brains you know, and ganging up on him. And no, Biden, Biden would be triple teamed in, in a three-way debate like that. <laughs> because the guy, the guy is his own worst enemy. His oh, yeah, it's true. cognitive state is, is, is that's, that's, you know, he doesn't need DeSantis and, and uh, he, he's, he's not going to make it. Mike, I've said this many, 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 many times. Um, the, the Democratic Party, they had to have known this all along. They know had to have known all along that he's not going to make it. I mean, they're, they're not idiots. They've seen cognitive decline before. They, 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 you know, they, they can talk to physicians that are experts in geriology and, and say, you know, how much time realistically, you know, given the state of his present cognitive abilities, does he really have left? I mean, these people aren't stupid. They've known from the beginning that he can't run. So the question is, what are they? What are they up to? Um, they are hoping that Trump is the nominee, and they're counting on it. And they—that's what they're hoping for. That's it. That's their hope. But but they know that Biden can't. He, he just can't make it. He can't cross the finish line. Well, he can cross the finish line, and then Kamala Harris can take over shortly after. That's their hope. Their hope is, look, this is their hope. He's got to, uh, he's, 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 all, all, all Biden has to do is last another 13 months. That's it. He's lasted this long. All he's got to last 13 months goes by fast. So yeah, but I don't think, able- I don't think lasting 13 months in the manner of Dianne Feinstein is going to do it for the president of the United States. No, it won't, but it, it could, what I'm saying, if Trump's the nominee, it could very well get him elected. Although even if Trump's the nominee, um, RFK Jr. running as independent can, can severely hurt Joe Biden in a, in, a, in a tight election severely hurt him in a tight election, even though there'll be a bunch of Democrats who then say, oh, no, we got to stop Trump. So we got to vote for Biden. I think it could still in a if, if it's if it's a particularly tight election, which some of these are lately, that he could he could uh, hurt Biden. But look, this is their hope. Their hope is that Trump's the nominee. Biden gets across the finish line next November. And then any time after that. They can just put in Kamala Harris and then she'll be the incumbent in, in 2028. So that's that's their their master plan. I hope it doesn't succeed. But yeah. that's their master plan. Well, you've given me a lot to both hope and fear. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's, you know, but these are political calculations that parties make. They're political calculations. It, look, the Democrat Party knows. Look, and they can still do this if Trump isn't the nominee. If DeSantis is the nominee, they could at the last minute decide to have someone else run, right? Yeah. If the polls yeah. come out and show, especially in a three-way race between DeSantis, him, and, and RFK Jr., that, that Biden's going to get trounced, they could at the last minute decide, uh, yeah, we're going to put in someone else. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's not – with it's not outside of the possibility of realm of possibilities that um, one of either Biden or Trump could simply pass away 
before. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not outside the realm of possibilities. I know. I'm a pessimist, Daniel. What can I say? It seems like it seems like Daniel, and I think there's a song about this. Only the good die young. Um, there, yeah, there's a few songs with those lyrics in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they say. I know he's not your favorite guy. He's not your favorite <laughs> singer, but you know, he's, it's a lot of truth in his music. You know, only the good die young. Only the good die young. Well, you well but there's uh, what was the song that? that um, and uptown back- girls are hot too. Uptown girls are hot. Yeah, I'm, I'm not thinking of Billy Joel at all at the, at the moment. I, I try to put that on my mind. But there was, there was, there was another song I try to remember uh, which had the lyrics in it, um, Only the Good Die Young or something along those lines. And it was a song that was about Martin Luther King and RFK. I'm trying yeah. to remember. Yeah, it was, was it Paul Simon, Garfunkel? Simon, yeah, okay, Gar- not to, of course, I'm going to go back to Billy Joel, uh, Joel again. It, it wasn't uh, We Didn't Start the Fire. Is it? No, 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 no. It's, oh, not, okay. it's not. It's not that. It's. 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 This is. This is a song from the '60s. I'm trying to. Maybe. If maybe is Bill listening? Maybe he might know. Billing here right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll. I'll. I'll remember it. Um, hmm. But yeah, yeah. It, it was. It was. It was about that. That very thing about you know the good dying young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, put all my uh, money into that happening you know I think, yeah well e- even evil um has well, life it seems like evil does like these uh, you know a friend of mine who's really anti-trump thinks he has some kind of a deal with the devil when it comes to his his existence and that he may not die uh, i don't know but <laughs> it's it's like it seems as though some of these people maybe had enough clout or money to do deals with with the devil at some point in their lives or their their ancestors, their fathers, or something happened, and and they just go on forever. And you look at them, and you go, "How, how?" And they, <laughs> I know healthier people who drop dead in the middle of the night. You know, and it's yeah. like, what, what is it? Is it are they? Are they? Is it a deal with the devil? Are they of the elites where they get some special potion that they drink that keeps them alive longer? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, so when if you poll, when if you poll Democrats and ask them in a serious poll, um, what percent of them thinks that Trump actually made a deal with the devil? <laughs> yeah, I wonder, wonder what kind of numbers we'd get. <laughs> well, also, if he made a deal with the devil, you think he wouldn't be facing all these problems now? The devil would have taken care of that, right? So maybe not. But it seems as well. Was- but, but yeah, they, they just argued that that was. Trump reneges on all his deals or something. So. <laughs> maybe that's what happened. And the devil said, maybe that's what happened. And the devil said, you know what? Screw you, pal. So if you smell sulfur in that courtroom, you, you know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh, my goodness. Uh, all right, Daniel. Have a good one. And, have a good uh, one. Have a good vacay. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. Okay. Um, and what Daniel was talking about with vacation is tomorrow I'm heading away. And I don't know uh, about the shows. You'll have to look at the schedule. All right. Um, I know I know. tomorrow, Wednesday, I will not be have a show because I'm traveling to Florida. It's a long freaking flight. It's like six hours. So and I get in late and, you know, so there'll be no show tomorrow night. But look on the schedule. It depends on what my, my plans are as far as Florida goes and, uh, and uh, Colombia. Um, but I do want to read this. This is something very interesting. I haven't done this yet. You go on Microsoft and they have AI. 
So hello, this is Bing. So this is this is not Bing Crosby. This is Bing AI. And um, I just put in what happens uh, if Kevin McCarthy's ousted, which he was. So it tells me this. This is what AI. Maybe I'll have an AI segment from now on. Kevin McCarthy, the former House Speaker. Should I speak like a Kevin McCarthy? A far, no, I won't do that. Kevin McCarthy, the former House Speaker, was ousted from his position by a coalition of hard-right Republicans and Democrats. So it was eight Republicans. AI has it as hard-right. I don't know if that's true. Probably is. And all Democrats. This historic event marks the first time in U.S. history that a Speaker of the House has been removed from office. Here are the key details. One, ouster. McCarthy's removal followed a motion to vacate the chair by Florida Republican Congressman Matt Gates. Despite efforts by McCarthy's Republican allies, a final vote was held, resulting in his removal. Eight uh, Republicans joined 208 Dems in supporting McCarthy's removal, while 210 Republicans attempted to keep him in place. However, McCarthy failed to secure the simple majority needed to retain his position. McCarthy's nine months, his tenure was nine months, as speaker uh, was marked by clashes with the uh, hard right faction of his party, his willingness to collaborate with Democrats on issues such as this last thing with the debt ceiling. Um, following the declaration of vacancy, North Carolina Republic, Republican Congressman Patrick McHenry, that's who that was. Patrick McHenry was designated as the acting speaker until a new House leader is elected. Did you see him hit that gavel? It was very bizarre. It was like he almost broke the damn thing. Challenges ahead with a narrow majority in the House. Republicans now face the challenge of electing a leader who can unify their deeply divided conference. The catalysts for McCarthy's ousting include his collaboration with Democrats on a stop gap, stop, stop gap spending bill and accusations from Gates regarding a secret side deal with Biden. The House and Senate passed a stopgap bill with bipartisan majorities averting a shutdown. This unprecedented event underscores the current divisions within the Republican Party and sets a stage for an important leadership transition in the House of Representatives. Okay, this was once again AI is written by liberals. Okay, so they this is this is not just it is some facts, but it's also slanted, right? Hard right Republicans. Well, that's it. It could be I don't know, but that's an opinion, right? Uh, hard right. I would just put eight Republicans. Why can't you just write? eight Republicans. That would be a lot more fair journalism than writing hard right Republicans. Because how do you prove that? I can prove, you see, this is why journalism and AI is now part of journalism is so bad. Because a journalist would write eight Republicans. Those are the, what was that um, show? Uh, what was it? Oh, what's the name of it? Just the facts, ma'am. Best of Sergeant Friday. Just the, just the fact. Dragnet, right? Just the facts, ma'am. So if I write eight Republicans, I'm beyond reproach. That's a fact. It was eight Republicans. But when I write hard right Republicans, then I don't, I'm no longer in the world of journalism, right? I have a narrative to push. It is the first time in history. So this is history, you know. Look, I just spoke to Daniel about an independent winning the White House and how it's never happened. But here we go. There's a certain atmosphere in Congress now that allowed this to happen for the first time. So maybe there's an atmosphere in this country now, and for the first time, an independent can be elected to president. There's always a first for everything. Eventually, it's going to happen, right? Um, so yes, Gates did. That's true. He's the one who started the effort. Um, McCarthy could not get enough people to stay in.
It was nine month tenure. It was definitely tumultuous. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt that people like Gates didn't like him dealing with Democrats the way he did, uh, accuse him of not having a spine. Um, but the problem is, and there are divisions within the party, as I said. So AI is correct about that, but there are divisions in both parties. There are always problems in both parties. We've talked about that. The Democrats are in disarray. They don't allow fair primaries, right? They, um, they, 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 uh, three years of COVID crap. I mean, so the Democrats have their own problems, but this is now a Republican thing. This is a, we have a Republican primary going on and we have the Republican Speaker of the House being ousted. So this is a Republican issue right now. And there are a lot of divisions and it sets the stage for an important leadership transition in the House. But like I said, more importantly than the House, they'll come up with somebody, but that person can also be whacked very easily, right? They could, this could happen every several months forever, right? So the thing is, who is going to really, I don't think another speaker is going to, is going to, uh, is going to unite the party. It'll be the same. They'll be like McCarthy. There'll be people who like the person and dislike the person. But I believe the leader of a party right now might be the Speaker of the House because the Republicans only have control in the House. But to me, the, although the, the cult will say Trump was the leader of the party, well, I say God forbid, but the Republicans will have to decide that. And once again, as I said at the beginning of the show, it will come down to who do you believe can unite this Republican Party, if you care at all. And you do, you should care because that could lead to uniting the country, right, and getting things done. Do you think Donald Trump is going to is a uniter? Is there any history of Donald Trump that tells us he's a uniter? Like I said, he can't even stabilize his own life, let alone an entire party or country. He is a divider. He's a love. He's just like these people in the house. He's a love hate person. He is not a divider. He's not a uniter. He's a divider. That's the history. That's the facts. Just the facts, ma'am. The facts are like Ron DeSantis has shown he can be a uniter. He did it in Florida, right? He did it. He had Democrats vote for him. He had Republicans vote for him. He had liberals vote for him. He had conservatives vote for him. He had pro-choice people vote for him. He had anti-abortion people vote for him. He just did it less than a year ago. And of course, he's much more mentally, psychologically sound than Trump. He doesn't create that atmosphere of drama and, and, uh, and heartache and anxiety the way Trump does. So the Republicans right now, the choice is clear if you have a clear enough mind to see it. No, if you're in a cult, you're not going to see it, obviously. Or you'll believe the insane thing that Trump is the great uniter, which, of course, everyone outside of the Trump cult in this country and in every other country in this world knows is not the truth. Or you can go with Ron DeSantis, who's proven he can unite the most diverse people, people who usually are always arguing about everything, can't decide on anything, can't agree on any issue, guns, abortion, the economy, immigration, nothing, crime. 
but they could agree to vote for Ron DeSantis. Folks, it's midnight here on the West Coast right now. It's exactly midnight. And the choice is just so incredibly clear to me. Is it clear to you? Is it clear to you? I hope so. Um, I know there are very few people in the Trump cult who listen to the show, but I do have some listeners who are have voted for Trump in the past or are still undecided about this coming primary. But I hope they can see it clearly. I really do. I hope they can see it clearly, that there's a very, very clear choice. And this House thing, this speaker fight, makes it even clearer. Could you imagine right now, let's, let's end on this, visualize this. If, if Trump were president now, of course, Biden doesn't care about this. He wants a nut job Republican Party. Uh, but if Trump were president now, do you think he'd really be the great uniter in this? No, he'd be, he'd be making fun of people, right? <laughs> he'd probably be supporting McCarthy because supposedly he supported him all along. Although there's no loyalty with Trump, so who knows for sure. If McCarthy pissed him off, he would go against him just the way he all of a sudden went against DeSantis because he had the nerve to run against him. But think about that. Trump would be out there tweeting how stupid this person is. Don't vote for this person. Now, remember, think about it as um, if DeSantis were president now. What would he be doing? He would be absolutely, absolutely uniting this party. He'd be a steady hand right? He would be leading them. In fact, I would argue that this would not have happened if DeSantis had been president since November. This would not have happened if this was a house that was run by Republicans under Ron DeSantis. He would have found a way to not allow this to happen, to have unity. So it's incredibly clear which way to go. I hope Republicans, the voters, the voters, forget these people in the House. The voters will decide which way the Republican Party goes. All right. I'm going to end the show on that and remind everyone that tomorrow night, Wednesday night, there's not going to be a show because I'm traveling. Check the calendar for future shows. The show normally airs 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. Also, the times can change because I'll be on the uh, at some point I'll be East Coast time. Then I'll be on Central time. So the times can change also. But. Uh, the name of this show is And Let's Be Heard. And until next time, this is Mike Chapoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.